Welcome to Rap in Order, the interrogation of a hip-hop album, where we take some of the culture's most beloved hip-hop albums, put them on the stand, see if they stood the test of time. Now let's see who we got on the stand today. Dun dun. These are their stories. Welcome to another episode of Rapping Order. I'm First Class Reg. I'm Torian B. We got that Avila's guy joining us. Yo, yo. And today we're going to get into Slim Thug's debut from 2005. It's called Already Platinum. Um, it was released under Star Trek, under the Star Trek label with heavy backing from the Neptunes. Uh, you had some early cosigns from Hove for this album. Um, some of his label mates from the label that I think he was starting up at the time called um, Boys in Blue, which didn't that name didn't age very well. Um, but this album came out at, in the height of the Swisher House um, run, right? Because you have Paul Wall, you have Mike Jones. Um, Chameleonaire. Like, yeah, Chameleonaire. Um, uh, so, Zero. Yeah. Um, Lil Flip. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of Obviously, the... UGK with a, with a pioneer to so that shit. Mm-hmm. Scarface, Ghetto Boys. Um, and, uh, Lil Kiki. The 90s, Mike Jones. You said Mike Jones? I'm sorry. I, I just, want, I just want to acknowledge. No. Yeah. But in the 90s, they had, you know, that sound had its surgeons. But like in the early 2005, in early 2005, early 2000s, rather, it kind of had this resurgence, um, and everybody was up on on Swisher House at the time, at least from from my point of view, um, that they had this crazy run. Paul Wall was everywhere, and I think Slim Thug came toward the tail end of that run with with already with this album, but he was on a really good run too. Well, like that, was, it, that, that, that was also the beginning of the South completely taking over within that time in '05, and yeah, okay, that was like the beginning of it. I feel like. Well, I guess I guess you can say that in a different way though. Like for this sound at least, I would say. But would you say like for in general for the South? Um I think because the ringtone uh rap era opened the doors really for the South mm-hmm. to take over as crazy as it did because I think uh I think at the time, you know, like the South was really coming out with it was more of a catchier bop, mm-hmm. uh, chorus wise, I mm-hmm. feel. And that's what generally went along with the ringtones like people wanted to have the ringtone on their phone and that's why i feel like a lot of songs ended up blowing up even crazier like and we're also thinking of there that's the that's around that's what two years after soldier boy uh um, soldier boy was 2007 it's 2007 so yeah. it's like right before that when he's taking all these songs like that's why i remember it is we're downloading all these songs and that's when soldier boy had named his song over and over again um, the oh, different yeah, songs on Lime, on LimeWire. Mm-hmm. And so when you download it, you think you were downloading like a Slim Thug song and it turned out to be the uh, a Crank That by Soldier Boy. Yeah. And um, and for, for Slim Thug, he had a really interesting um, buzz around him because uh, he was heavily bootlegged around the time that he was originally supposed to drop. And then they had to push his album and like redo some tracks. I believe a track that was supposed to drop was the joint with him and Hove. Yeah. Um, I ain't heard of that. And because it got bootleg, the one that we ended up with didn't have a verse from Hove. It was didn't even in. have him on the chorus like it originally had. And they just had to remake it. But then also, 
he was on the Beyonce record around this time. He was dating Latoya Luckett, who was part of Destiny's Child. So, like, his buzz was just all over the place. Um, but what for the album, how do we feel about it? Um, listening to this album was kind of uh, nostalgic, but also a little bit difficult because it sounds like two separate albums. Mm-hmm. Because you have, like, you know, the, the main production that he has from, what's the producer's name, Little What? Um... Miss, well, Mr. Lee, no? Oh, there you go, Mr. Lee. Yeah. So he had the main production from Mr. Lee, and then he had production from the Neptunes and Jazzy Faye. Yeah. So the, nep- the the production from the Neptunes is a, is a stark difference mm-hmm. than the, the production that he has from the other producers who are more... It's crazy because the Neptunes are from Virginia, which is the South, but these other producers are further South, Texas, mm-hmm. Atlanta, right? And then he has one produced track from Shaw Money XL, yeah. which I actually really like. And it's a leftover. If you can listen to it, it's actually, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of based off of Hustler's Ambition from 50 Cent's um, um, soundtrack on Give Us mm-hmm. Trying. So you're hearing the album and you just like, if he could have, what I personally think he should have did was is he put out uh, the commercial album Totally produced by the Neptunes, mm-hmm. and then put out a mixtape put produced by Mr. Lee. Yeah, and I, I think I think it would have I think it would it would have got him more promotion and would have made a huge difference because it just ruined things and it wasn't as polished. And when you're listening to it, you're like, damn, like who A and R this project? Like yeah, so, yeah. that was like the difficulty for me in listening to it. Is damn. Oh, and then also another problem. All his songs he starts out with, they call me, they call me Slim Thug or the Boss Hog from the mouth. Like I get tired of that shit. Like that's how he starts off his verses. Like he just yeah, keeps yeah. going back to that shit. It's the work is so fucking blow. Um, but I think uh, like everything you said, everything you said is accurate. I think they kind of went this way with the, I think they went this route ultimately because he was the only one that had a major backing behind him from that whole Switcher House movement because he was with Neptunes and then. But no, then they I also I don't agree with that. What? Chameleonaire Pope, all of them got their shot. Chameleon Chameleon. Chameleonaire, they all got their shot. Like No, yeah, they did. They, but I'm saying I, I he's the one that had he was he was aligned with a superstar production duo. Right? So like yeah. to keep the essence of that, but then also keep the essence of um chopped and screwed sound, they had to like kinda what well, I probably felt like they tried to they had to merge both sounds or both sides of the producers. Okay. Yeah. So, so I think that's where they landed on it. But I, yeah, but I think if, if you really go to it, he really did have. He should have been bigger than they were. I feel like with, with yeah, the setup for yeah, sure. Yeah, I think because so. After the run that at that time that uh, Pharrell yeah. started being on with production and everything, yeah, Slim Thug didn't. He didn't. He didn't reach his potential at all. Mm-hmm. Think think about what Millionaire did. Think about what Paul Wall did. Think about obviously what Mike Jones did. Like his, he had the best promo. Of any artist that I've ever seen ever with I mean, giving out his again, phone number, they, he doesn't have a. They don't have Beyonce tracks too. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, he's featured on the song with Beyonce, but I guarantee you, like, I'm, matter of fact, first we went to the tour. We saw that. We saw it. We saw it in firsthand. When what? remember we went to a, it, it was it was Mike Jones, Paul Wall. Remember we went to that show. Oh yeah, uh, and my friend Lindsay got drunk and tried to fight me. Remember? Was that Red Bull? <laughs> I don't know what it was, but I, I remember Red Bull event. Nah, but, bro. But, uh, and Mike Jones is that boy. Yeah, Mike Jones is that nigga. I I love Mike Jones, man. He and he's one of the originators, but like uh, of this movement. Mm-hmm. But um, for the album itself, I just think that you're right. I mean, he didn't reach his full potential, and he had a long ways to go that I think he just didn't follow through. Yeah. On. 
He wasn't that lyrically skilled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then when you go back, and the reason why I even wanted to re, re like revisit this album was because the um the Nigo album came out mm-hmm. and um the track opens with two MCs that we really enjoy today, which is ASAP Rocky and Tyler rapping over two slim thug beats. Um and I thought it was interesting that they used those beats because ASAP, he really identifies with the Houston sound. Mm-hmm. So he picked the Houston beat to rap over. And then Tyler picked a Neptune's beat to rap over. And they both are influenced by those two sides. And I love that they all tie to Slim Thug because this album is divided in that way. Yeah. Man. Mm-hmm. Um, but to get into the album itself, it kicks off with the intro, which is produced by Mr. Lee. It's a nice buildup. Confident, confidence is there. Um, one of the things that Slim Thug has always talked about in the beginning of his career was about like how successful he was before this rap shit even took off. Right. Him. And I think Pharrell backed him on that. Like, yo, he was, he was a millionaire before I even, right. before I mean, I even met him. But see, that, that that's the thing. That was already like Jeezy's claim to fame is that L.A. Reid had to call him and tell him to cash a check because he didn't cash the, the check that L.A. Reid gave him and he pulled up to the Def Jam Wolves in the Lambo. Like... I think that him putting putting out putting naming the album already platinum was stupid in the first place. Yeah. Like when, like he gave the explanation saying like no I was living the lifestyle of a platinum rapper. Then say that you should name that the album I lived the lifestyle of a platinum rapper, not already platinum because it was facetious. Is that the word? I'm, am I using it right? Yeah, yeah. thank but you. That don't sound as cool as already platinum. <laughs> <laughs> already platinum. That shit is cool. He should have named it platinum lifestyle something. I think I think already platinum was a cool name because I think it spoke to what he was trying to sell. Like he was trying to sell the lifestyle of being this person that didn't need the rap life, you know, which a lot of rappers do. Yo, a lot bro, of rappers come into it like yo, just I was gold. already I was already this, I was already that. You know that? Yeah. It but just went gold. At the same time though, like he said, like in his explanation for it, yeah. In his explanation for it, he says something corny like that, like, oh plat. I'm already platinum in the streets. I was I selling this out of my trunk. I already got a mill. I don't need this shit. That's his whole thing. That's his whole MO. Even though there's no like proof. He also it. has the worst persona. I'm sorry I'm ripping into this nigga right now. No homo. Uh, Pause. <laughs> I said no homo. I didn't want to be loud with it because we, we have listeners that are offended by it. no homo. All right. The Boss Hog Outlaws. He has this stupid story. He was wearing a big belt buckle and somebody called him Boss Hog and that's from uh, Smokey and the Bandits. I get it. But yo, like, cop, we it? don't fuck with 12. Yeah. And you in, and you in like the South. Yeah. And he really ran with that big ball. Like he had like a chain that was like a police badge uh, and all of that. Chain. He really yeah, ran with yeah. that shit. Yeah, he did. Like, his, crew, his crew that he was trying to put on was called Boys in Blue. Yeah. <laughs> It was, re- it was really odd. It was but, really, um, it was fucking nasty. Was it yeah. gang affiliated at least? Huh? Was it gang affiliated at least? Like Maybe connection. No. Maybe I don't know. I don't know, man. I really don't. But shit, um, but shit the, was my album, It goes into like a boss, which yes. is the second track. Uh, it's produced by the Neptunes. So like you, you kind of get that tip for tap on this album where you'll get one song that's Mr. Lee. Next song is the Neptunes. So this one. This is one of my favorite Neptune's beats. Um, I, I like it a lot. I like this song a lot. He doesn't. He's not the most lyrical, but um, 
this beat was just enjoyable. I fuck with it a lot. Yo, bro, like it's it's infuriating. The Neptunes have given some people some of their best production, and it's just like, yo, what was y'all doing? Like, yeah, cool. yeah. Huh? You said like relax. You said like who? Cool. Like guru what? Giving his beats. Guru? Yeah. The engineer? Young Guru? Not You talking about the rapper Guru? Yeah, Gangstar. Oh, yeah. you talking about for Gang? You saying that? Oh, you're, I get what you're saying. You're saying DJ Premier. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, LaShawn is back. <laughs> Listeners. Yeah. Yeah, you you, you know, if, if you if you've been wondering where LaShawn's been, he's back, guys. He's been all over. <laughs> but class um, seat. yeah, uh, yeah, first class seat, as he calls himself. Uh. Yeah, like it, it just is. You hear it and you just get really frustrated. Like, yo, <laughs> like Pharrell really believed in this dude. Yeah, he did. He did. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it follows. That song is followed up by uh, Three Kings. Three Kings features Bum B and Ti. Another amazing fucking beat. That uh, that little John sample. It's this just was one a, of the songs that got bootlegged too, right? Yeah. Yeah, but they kept it, it on the album. Yeah, yeah. Man, it was nothing. Yeah, they, they couldn't. They could not put this on. This album. is this is my introduction to Slump Dog. Um, I heard this, and like at this time, I was like a huge Ti fan. Like you couldn't tell yeah, me shit same. about Ti. Like same. Like Ti was that dude. He ran up on Little Flip. Like you know, he had just made bail, got out of jail, came straight to Birthday Bash. Birthday Bash in, in Atlanta is basically you know is Summer Jam in Atlanta, and yeah, he like Ti was turning the city upside down. So the fact that like he was on this and. I will honestly say he absolutely had the best verse. Oh four, on the song. yeah, he did. Oh four to 06 was yeah. an amazing run for Ti. The King, stuck. the King album came out um, in 06, I believe. But amazing run. This is a great song. Yeah, I, I, I'm obsessed with this fucking beat, and I yeah. love that um, that that Rocky picked this beat to go over. Nah, this beat is dope, mm-hmm. and um, I think it was also dope that at this time, like this was like. Like I don't I don't know I I guess like uh obviously Bumby wasn't like the MVP of this year but this was when Bumby was going on his feature run mm-hmm. and it was like the predecessor to like remember like when Two Chains went on that feature run yeah yeah and, and then like, Wayne, uh, and, Wayne and Wayne and Wayne went on a crazy feature run yeah like Bun B at one point like he was mm-hmm. going on a feature run that was fucking magnificent or like mm-hmm. remember when Cole went on that feature run right yeah like it Cole's like Bun B went on a feature run that was magnificent like he yeah, like I think um was Bun B no that wasn't Bun B I was thinking about uh round here Memphis Bleak that was Ti and who else Trick Daddy Trick, Trick Daddy, Daddy. Mm-hmm. okay yeah um damn round here's my shit yeah. but um. Yeah, so this kicks off, or this goes into rather diamonds. Diamonds gives us like our first um, throw fill on the album. Um, this one is produced by uh, Mr. Lee. Now, who other than Slim Thugger? <laughs> who other than Slim Thugger? And the samples a Pimp C song called "Top Notch Hoes." Yeah, how we feel about this one? Um, I mean, all due respect to Mr. Lee. Mm-hmm. Um. It's cool. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a good song. I, I like it. I, I don't think it should have came after that's another thing. My issue with this album is some of the placements. Um I wish they weren't so tip for tap. I wish it was kind of if they had to, which I understand why they did it. Um, because it's two different sides. If they had to do it the way that they did, they should have just split the production better. Um, of like top half Mr. Lee, bottom half. 
Neptunes. I don't know. Kind of. But like, he should have did that. Yeah, yeah. So, because it's 16 songs. You see what they do? So, maybe eight and eight, you know? You see what they did with Pop Smoke? The mixtape was drill, and yeah. they put the album out, and it was more polished and not drill. People were yeah. upset, but it made sense. Yeah. And like, well, obviously, Pop passed. So, what they're doing with Fabio now, it seems like. I don't know. Does Fabio even have a proper mixtape? I could be wrong. I know yeah, I've heard his single. Okay. Like I feel like Fabio did that as well. Though. Like yeah. he he put out drill records on the on the on the on the quote unquote chitlin circuit, right? Mm-hmm. And then his album is like this stadium status sounding album. I just think with some thought they should have did that. It would have made a huge difference. I think so too. But that's for hindsight, right? Yeah. yeah. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Yep. Um so that takes us into uh Boys in Blue. Boys in Blue is produced by Mr. Lee and it features Chris Ward. Sir Daly and Killer Kyle Kyle Kyleon Killion Okay, um, yeah, I don't really like this song that much. Uh, the title, the subject, I don't, I don't need it. I don't need it. And every rapper does this that has a proof with their first album. But uh, but yeah, so I don't. Eh, this is not a this is not a song that I'm a big fan of. Like like I said, like I really did like Slim Slim Thug back then. Um, it's just the things that like he chose to align himself with outside of the music is what kind of tainted his image, I think, to the public ultimately. Yeah, I I I didn't really understand this whole uh persona, yeah, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Like like it was a boss in the way that it didn't seem very um in in a way he didn't make it seem very yeah. attractive. Yeah. And then yeah, this whole boys and blue shit was not um Yeah entertaining. No. In any capacity. Um See, I, I feel like that, and that's also a problem. Um, I feel like he's just all like, yo, you could have been so great. I, it, it's hard to re-listen to this now. Like, mm-hmm. now that we're going through it, I'm like, okay, I remember this track. I know this track. I yeah. know this track. I'm like, yeah. I'm just not impressed by by him so far besides, uh, you know, the, the like a boss, really. And, yeah. uh, well, Three Kings was good, but it's not him who impressed me. I don't think without the Neptunes, I would have been interested in Slim Thug as a, as a lone artist, no. Yeah. I don't. I don't think so. They definitely helped his profile a lot, but um, that take that'll take us into I ain't heard of that, which is uh produced by the Neptunes back on board. Um, like I said earlier, fucking disappointment. What this song? Yeah, because we heard Jay Z's version. Yeah, young and it's lighting up, but I'm still cutting up. That's and remember, we thought like we weren't gonna hear him no more. Yeah, he was like, since I retired, since oh, I retired, yeah. I tried to acquire the Nets. That was like his whole run of like. Not rapping, trying to get in his executive mode, and he put out this freestyle to this beat. But then they were gonna give him. Um, I think this song originally was supposed to have a whole verse, but then when that when that leaked, they just scrapped it. It was a lot of confusion around this song because the video version of this song has Pharrell doing chorus. Um, but on the album version, I had Slim Thug doing the chorus. I think Pharrell came up with the with the we. I think we know Pharrell came up with the hook yeah, already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just had them do different ones, and, and probably Jay was like, "Yo, I got you. I'll, I'll do something for you later." But you can't clear this shit. This nigga sucks. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, he was like, I'm going to go do a song with Jeezy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys ever heard? Actually, you guys are, Oh, that's funny because that's around the same time. Yes. That's um, why he I was like, he was like, listen, I can't, I can't tie myself to this dude. Damn. He said, I'll make it up to him too. I, I promise you, Beyonce has a, has this Pink Panther movie coming out. It'll be great. Man, that's fucked up, guys. And speaking of that, you guys ever heard the story about... Um, about Slim Thug and Bun B on the video set a check on it. Yeah, Beyonce was in a skirt and, and Jay-Z was like, when Beyonce yeah. performs, y'all cannot watch. Yeah, Get the Beyonce fuck off the was set. performing and um they dudes was all there. Bun B told told the story on a podcast, but they was all there. They was just watching her do her set because she has like a bunch of different choreography uh moments in the video. Yeah. And they were all watching her do her shit. And I guess Hove like called to see how it was going. And they told him, like, oh, they're watching, you know, they're just watching a set, but then they describe, like, what she's wearing. And he, like, put the word in for them to not be in there when she's recording her part. And then Beyonce had to go back and go, like, apologize to Bumby. Yeah. They said that it was early on in their relationship. So, like, Beyonce went and apologized to Bumby, like, hey, I'm sorry. Jay's just not comfortable. And Bumby said he respected it. Yeah, he respected it. I mean, and you got to respect it. Yeah, yeah, you got to respect because, it. Because, like, you got to remember, he like, said, back then, because Jay, because Jay wasn't, yeah. he's like, like we knew they was together, but, like, we still, it wasn't confirmed yet. It was just, like, not said. Yeah. But also, one. you got to realize, Jay's probably like, nah, I know how Bumby get down. They pimped the video. Nah, I don't think it was Bumby. I think he, I think he was no, more worried because, about Slim Thug. Yeah, because Bumby Bumby's was married. Bumby's the grandpa. Bumby's married, one, and two. He was like, yo, it's not like I was, like, Looking at her like that, like I, my wife was there. He was yeah. like, my wife was on set with us, everything. But I mean, he was like, he was I was about Slim Thug, bro. He was like, yeah. man, this nigga from Houston, hometown tall nigga, <laughs> tall. Yeah, nigga. he's like, he's like yeah. six five. Uh, yeah. Slim Thug. Slim Thug is like a bigger country of Jay Z. And Slim Thug, I want to say at the time was dating Latoya Luckett, which is um, from Destiny's Show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that takes us into Click Clack. Black features, <laughs> features push push a T, who has lived a million fucking lives. Um, yeah, but he wasn't all the way in his coke bag yet. Yeah, he wasn't knee deep in his coke bag yet. I think he was still trying to. He was still getting used to being. Well, no, he wasn't solo yet. No, he wasn't solo. He this wasn't was just like yet. a cool feature. This was just a feature for at him. this time. Um, and that makes sense because Pharrell probably produced this, right? Yeah, Neptune's. This was a Neptune production, but uh. Yeah, Click Clack is not really my thing. Uh, it's not that good. It's not that good of a uh, feature from Push. Mm-mm. You know, he didn't really have that voice yet. We could skip right over that if y'all don't have anything. Um, I, All I can say is, is it just made me think about how good the roster was that Star Trek had. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, they just, like, they, they had their, their, their hand at the picking. Like, I feel that Pharrell really did try to, like, get into the, the music business as far as like an executive and he realized that it fucking sucked and he just wanted to be a music man. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think at that, I agree. I think at that time, a lot of the artists that we loved and respected wanted to get, give that executive thing a try. Because a lot Jay of them did. And, and Diddy doing it so well. Yeah, Hove, I want to say was still, wasn't he president of Def Jam at this time? Yeah, he was, yeah. Yeah, so Fresh like, into it, yeah. a lot of them, a lot of them were giving it a run and some of them were successful and some weren't but Hove was just at the top of it and being the trendsetter that he is like once he does something a lot of people tend to follow suit or mm-hmm. try to give it a shot um that brings us into everybody loves a pimp which features jazzy faye <laughs> it's produced by jazzy faye and it made me realize how much of the jazzy faye shit back then that i hated i hated <laughs> a lot of jazzy faye's uh 
I hated a lot of Jazzy Faye's production. Well, let me just... let me tell you, brother. I am in agreement with you. Like I have <laughs> never been, and uh, I am sick of like Jazzy Faye looks like a fucking Eminem. I hate him. Um, <laughs> I'm so glad that whatever happened to him happened to him, and he's not like present anymore. Like his whole pimp vibe and everything like that is some of the worst shit ever. Like I fucking like can't stand him. Yo. Gained yeah. all that weight. Yeah, um, Jazzy. <laughs> yeah, Jazzy Faye. He had a few things that I like, like So What from Field Mob is my shit. Both of them. Uh, all the Field Mob singles were no. Hard. Well, no, he didn't do all of them. He, he did So it. What, though. He didn't do Sick of Being Lonely, also? Right. Maybe? I think he did. Okay. He might have. I like both of He did of a lot of early Sierra, Sierra shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, did, he did a bunch with Sierra because Sierra was supposed to be Crunk and B, and that was he like did. his artist, essentially, at that hey, time. Hey, let's get away. Right, yeah, let's get the, away was my shit. Yeah. Everybody loves a pimp is in the vein of let's get away though. Yeah, it is, and um, and it came out around the same time. He kept making the same shit. Yeah, he did. Jazz, yeah, it Jazzy definitely. I get that. I hated him. Jazzy, Fett, he was like a um, he was like a mockery of Manny Fresh. <laughs> yeah, if he I, was. If I if I was Manny Fresh, I would come up to him at a party like, yo, are you are you making fun of me, bro? <laughs> I would take that shit personal because he it's like he made a mockery of like all of the shit that he that he was doing. <laughs> Like, I would approach him about this shit. <laughs> fizzle, fizzle. Fizzle, fizzle. It's like, bro, like, that's Manny Fresh. Manny Fresh do that. Yo. And it's yo. much cooler when Manny Fresh does I think it. I know why I, I can't stand him, though. I'm going to tell I'm going to keep it a stack. So my mom, like, she works at Marriott. And when I was younger, she told me that, like, yo, Jazzy Face stayed in the hotel. And, like, he keeps chasing women around the hotel butt-ass naked. Oh and they just annoyed the fuck. I was like, why is this fat motherfucker running around <laughs> butt naked? Why the fuck would he do that? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my God. Productions with my nizzle. It's, just, it's Jazzy Faye is just too much for me sometimes. But um, that takes us into Already Platinum. Mm-hmm. Already Platinum is the title track from this album. And it features Pharrell Williams and it's produced by the Neptunes. Ha, 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 ha. I like this. Song. This beat is yes. dope. The beat yeah. is dope. The chorus yeah. is good. Pharrell, yeah. you, you, Pharrell does what Pharrell does. I'm already. I also feel like him. I also feel like uh, they could give me a hit. I feel like the Neptunes can make anybody. Yeah, bro. Have they a hit gave record. they gave you Fam Lay a hit. Like yeah. Fam Lay and Fam Lay is one of Pharrell's best friends. He's still around. They have a podcast together, but that nigga don't really rap no more. We heard like three songs from him. <laughs> I was gonna and he say, don't, yeah, he did don't he even rap. get to put out a project. I don't think he did. He put out. He put out um he was on the on the clones album. He put out the rock and roll song. Yeah. And then shit. I don't know. What else he put out? Oh, and he he was on um the clones. Remix. Remix. The, 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 I know he, yeah. he's on the the uh there's a remix that's Jada and Styles. You talking about grinding? No. Jada it's and Jada Styles. Family. I don't think you're talking about... I think you're talking about... Uh, we Are Not The Same? Is it We Are Not The Same? We Are or Not The I'm Same not remix? You? I'm Not You, rapper. Yeah, I think that's what yeah, it is. Yeah, that's Roscoe P. Cold Chain. Oh, he Which was, was the coolest fucking yeah. name. That was a cool-ass name. Um, but well, where am I? Where am I? Okay. Yeah, Already Platinum. It's a good song. You know, Pharrell, like you said, Pharrell will do what Pharrell does. Like he he pulled it together with the chorus and and the um and the beat. It's pretty good. Ashy the Classy is the next song. And it features Pharrell. Features Pharrell and it's produced by the Neptunes. This is actually one of my favorite songs on this album. I was gonna um, say, I think this might be the last song I pay attention to. I I, I know that I, like from 
Oh, like off memory. Down. Yeah, yeah. It does. This. It goes down, but it also still has maybe two other songs that I really fuck with. But um, but actually, the classy is my shit. I I really like this song because I think from here, he actually showed that he can rap, but he knows it wasn't like his people not checking for him for lyricism, you know. Yeah. And I think um here he got a chance to tell a little bit of his story, um, and I and I like it. Yeah, I mean it was good. It was a nice story. Um, mm-hmm. I just slipped up like he like he just raps the same, and that's it. Like he has a very baritone voice. Mm-hmm. He should have been in the no church choir. He should have been in the Baptist church choir. That's what he should have did. That was <laughs> his calling. He should he should have been in the Baptist church. He would probably be platinum now if he actually did that and followed his true calling platinum. and did what the Lord blessed I'm him with. And he did it. Platinum. Um, so that song is followed up by the interview which is produced by Black Jer- Black Jeruz and Shamani XL uh I typically this, this like is one of the best tracks on out yeah and I typically like when um when rappers do this interview concept on the album like when, when Wayne did it I really liked it on the Carter 2 he did it on a song called Feel Me mm-hmm. where he, so little Wayne blah, 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 blah. I really like that shit even though the interview questions are corny it just gives the rapper a chance to like really mm-hmm. you know brush up on a game because it's, it's dope because they set up the questions themselves obviously um but i like this i like this concept a lot no like, i just hate like, that he ends the song with boys in blue coming soon like, bro i'm so glad i'm so glad like they, i'm so glad they never came around <laughs> that sounds like a threat um, <laughs> uh so yeah player you don't know follows it up it's produced by the neptunes so do you think that the the combination of Mr. Lee and the Neptunes helped or hurt this album? I think it hurt it. Okay. Um, I think sure it hurt it because, it. you know, Neptune's sound is so like... I mean, but did it really? Because if I remember, this had pretty good critical uh, reception. It did. When it first dropped. Like it did. From I what, mean, even for me, back then, I really liked this album. Yeah, I think it's more just we're realizing now in our big age that this wasn't as good as it was when this we, we thought got, it was. This album got dogged. Did it? I thought I thought nah, it, had, it, had it had good, good reviews. It, it, I, I remember getting people loving this shit. I think the album the album had good reviews at the time because I was a fan at the time. Like even I was a fan of that whole Swisher House movement, so I was checking for all of them like mm-hmm. as they were dropping. And then this one was like one of the last ones to drop because I want to say Paul Wall dropped this same year and he went platinum like right away because it was Paul Wall. But yeah. um, but this uh, this song. But to back to your question though, I think I think it hurt it because um, Neptune's have such a um such a prominent sound. And the tracks that they did stand out so much that like Mr. Lee's production kind of gets secondhand. Like it gets. Question. I don't overlooked. think nobody even. I'll be honest with you. Like I think if I went up to a casual fan, right, but that knew what was going on at that time, I don't think that they'll. You'd be like, "Yo, remember Slim Thug?" I don't think they remember what the fuck he did. I know a yeah. lot of people. That's the thing. A lot of people won't. Shut you up. gotta relax, Lashawn. Um, a lot of people won't. He's a he's a he's a very niche part of the two thousand of uh, two thousand five. Yeah. So like with him though comes a whole snowboard effect of you can't revisit Slim Thug without talking about Mike Jones, without talking about Paul Wall, without talking about Chameleon Air. Like it's a whole movement that they yeah. all fit. I in. just felt that Slim Thug was on the bottom of that totem pole. I think so too. With okay. I mean success wise for sure. 
He was music was musically, yeah, wise. musically and success was. Well, yeah. isn't he like some big? Uh, no, I'm talking about music. I'm not talking yeah. about his real estate. Just, just music, music wise. He was. I mean, because at the top of that was Mike Jones. Mike Jones. Mm-hmm. Mike Jones' movement was crazy. Mike Jones' movement, and like I would say, Chamillionaire. Yeah, Chamillionaire was up there too. I think he. Uh, no, yeah, no, he definitely was. I think. Chame- <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think he was definitely up there because um, the success of Rod and Dirty, like he had huge commercial success. Wasn't the and last Paul time Wall, we've heard him on the marathon? Hmm? Last time we heard him was on the marathon, wasn't it? Who? Chameleon there? No, Slim Thug. Nah, yeah. Yeah, with Zero. Nah, he had other features. Slim Thug is that. still putting out albums, actually. He, he just put something out recently. Um, yeah, he hasn't stopped putting out music. Yeah, he's which still is, putting out uh, fucking them. Like annoying, but <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? He put out something in 2018, um, rapping over he was once a thug from around the way, and that was in 2018. He rapped over that beat. I can't um, believe you so got like, away with that shit. I, think, I can't believe you listened. I'm just surprised. Like, anybody. yeah, man, I, I listen to Slim Thug, I check in every now and then. I mean, he's just a part of that era that I like. Reg is different, yo. Um, Reg is that toxic ex will pop up on you like 10 years later on your Instagram just be like, hey, just checking in. There's nothing wrong with that. You might actually just be worried. You know, you want to check in sometimes. Whoa, Reg. But uh, Play You Don't Know, Play You Don't Know is an okay song. Um, <laughs> the bridge of the song, Pharrell is saying, do the soldier bounce, which is kind of funny. Um, yeah, it is. But yeah, that takes us into... Miss Mary. Miss Mary. We get it. I hate it. I hate it so much. Um, it's just so taboo for a rapper to have a song like this that's talking about one one thing on the surface, but it's really just about weed. Um, it's produced yeah. by Cool and Dre. Uh, you know, it's not the most clever wordplay. He he definitely thought it was, though. Yeah, yeah. He put and his all into this seen, song. We've seen this shit. We've seen shit like this done a million times. So it's not really way nothing better. crazy here. And way better. Everybody's been chasing that I used to love her concept and just like making it just what, What's your favorite one? Like like your favorite it's a hit it, it like like hidden message. It doesn't even have to be weed, like no drug, like like it's a uh, a love thing, like a well, weed. Angelo's brown sugar is is a brown sugar is up brown there. Sugar. Um the Nas one. When he's a gun? Yeah, that one is good. That one's and, good. That um, one might be my favorite too. Yeah. Baltimore and, um, Love Thing might be my favorite too. Oh, that's a good one too. And um, damn, this is a good question. And um this guy. Jay has one um earlier on too. I can't think of the name of it. Well, Jay, li- lyrical know. exercise is great, even though that that's not the same as like a it's not a weapon, but the double meaning is there. And then um shit, there was another one that I had. I can't think of oh, it. Oh, right I now. know. Yeah. Oh, oh I know yeah. what's good. Know. And That's Homecoming. Yeah. Homecoming. Kanye. Yeah. Early on, so I didn't it wasn't early on. Yeah, my bad. It's Homecoming. I know. Homecoming was good. Yeah. The the version with John Legend, too. Um, but yeah, we can skip right over this. Incredible feeling. We back to fizzle fizzle. Uh featured right. Jazzy Faye. <laughs> so like I actually enjoyed this one. Yeah. Okay. I actually enjoyed this one, even though Fizzle Fizzle pisses me off. Yeah. Yeah. I think the less he's on a song, it's usually the better of a song. Yeah. Jazzy Faye does have a few songs that I like though. I get yeah. like he has he has a song with uh with David Banner that I used to really fuck with. It fit in that whole realm of what he does. But yeah, this one this one is not bad. Um 
This Is My Life is the next song, and it features LaToya Luckett, and it's produced by the Neptunes. I really like this song. This was really good, and I yeah. hate that they put this all the way at the end. Yeah. And I also think that this should have ended the album. Yes, I think so, too. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. This, this, is, too long. This, song, this song is so good, though. This is one of my top three songs on this album. Um, I, I, I give it that. Uh, and then, it might be my fifth, sixth favorite. Yeah, I think. Well, this is top three for me because I I think along with Like a Boss, Three Kings, so four, Three Kings, Like a Boss, Ashy the Classy, and then this. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the album ends off with Dedicate. <laughs> um, I get it. Yeah, I get it. It was dedicated to one of his fallen friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know that was great. And you know, uh, Sleep Dog. That's yeah. his name. Um, rest in peace to him. It wasn't for me, man. This wasn't for me, though. I do get when rappers have to make this. I've just... I have way better versions of this. Like, Wayne making um, I Miss My Dog. That's it. No, that's, I Miss My Dogs is that's talking... That's shit. They're not dead. Wait. Yeah, yeah. I, miss, yeah I, miss I Miss My, my Dogs is about cash money. money. Okay, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. I, so what am know, I thinking about? Master P, I really miss my homies. I love that Okay, song. okay. Yeah, that's What's my the one. Shit, the yeah. one he's talking about is Pops. I know you watching over me. I know, I know you That's can't be close. One. I think to I was talking about. Um, I think I think I was talking about that one. Masterpiece. I miss. I, like, I really he, miss yeah. my. Yeah, that's what I was talking. Yeah, about. he he remixed. Um, I really miss you, Brandy. Yeah, <laughs> oh, me. Yeah, um, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was talking about. I ain't mad at you. It's a pretty good one too. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, we've had some good ones, and unfortunately, this one doesn't fall in line with those. Yeah. At all. Um, Do you think it's that East Coast bias? About what? No, not at all. No, we just mentioned the West Coast song. No, I'm talking about. No, he's talking about overall. No, it's it's, how we feel with what? Zero has albums that I absolutely love. Zero has albums that I absolutely love. Chameleon has albums that I absolutely love. Paul Wall has an album I absolutely love. Bun B. Who is Mike Jones? If we would have did Who is Mike Jones, I probably would have jumped on the table. (laughs) Yo, imagine there was group chat when he put his number out like that, and we could have just thrown. I mean, uh, Mike Jones in our group chat. That would have been interesting. Yeah, that would have been great. Imagine but how it, it disappointed wasn't... we'd be, though, if he had a green bubble. Yeah, right? Like, it it'd probably be... was a green bubble. Yeah. It, was, it was. I mean, yeah, if then it was. It was I'm just saying a, just imagine how we feel like, now. Like, if it, because it was like a marketing scheme, yeah. I don't think they would have... No, yeah. I mean, but that have been disappointing. You, you never called the number back then? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it just... He has a voicemail, like, that's yeah. just promoting his album. It's so funny. What do you think Ill. his bill was? Eight zero zero four. Yeah, and it was a next tell. Because Mike, Mike Jones, Jones about, about to blow. blow. Was this around the time that was that thug? Some thug that had the next tell commercial with Game and Luda? Nah, no, that that's Game, Game Luda and Kanye. Yep. Oh, yeah. Where you at? The whole city. And it was a whole song too. They had, yeah. they did. It wasn't even a whole song. When no, he did Thug that had commercial. his own. Thug had yeah, his own yeah, at the time yeah, too. They, yeah, they were, I think because yeah, he was promoted very. Heavy. There was something. Yeah. There was you something. Slim Thug. Yeah, yeah I, I think wait, when I hear Thug, I automatically think Young Thug. Yeah, thug doesn't belong to Slim Thug. Belongs to Slim. Thug. I, I concur. I mean, it doesn't yeah, belong to Slim Thug. Thug. Belongs yeah. to Young Thug. Thug is Thugger. Yeah. Well, let's get to the ratings. But no, yeah. So yeah, I am interested in you guys' rating. Um, let me start with you, Danny. I'm gonna go. Two point five. Okay. Because it has it has songs that still to this day I would listen to. Um but nothing enough to make me want to hear the album. Um 
then I was even less inclined to hear the album because I did at the time have an East Coast bias. So I just don't, there's no nostalgic points with me with this album as opposed to just two or three songs. Mm. Okay. Two and a half, uh, you know, I really only need like three songs from this album. Mm. That's it. Um, that's and about that's it. That's a graceful rating. Yeah, I'm being nice. Yeah, we're being nice. You want to know why? Because when I listen to the album, the Neptune's production is immaculate. Oh. Right? So that that's what also bolsters it up too. So I'll say that. The Neptune's production is immaculate. That Shaw Money XL song is fucking great. Right? Jazzy Faye takes the album down a notch mm-hmm. for me. Um, his flow on the album is 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 it's the same flow every single time. Mm-hmm. He uses the same rhyme pattern. Um, he kind of starts off every song the same way, like it's, it's the big boss hog, like thugger, right? And he's not even thugger; it belongs to Slim Thug. But chill, you mean young, young Thug? Sorry, young thug. I keep saying. You see what he's doing? He gonna beat your ass. He, I swear to God, I better be rich since he already platinum. Well, for me, I give this album a three. I it has Yo, it has a lot of all the way, baby. it has a lot of nostalgic value for me. And outside of that, the songs that I really like, I I really enjoy on here. I, I can't hold you. And I think I think I think Pharrell and the Neptunes, um, uh, Pharrell and Chad, I think. They really like brought out. They got the best parts of Slim Thug with this, and and it speaks to them as producers. Um, and for me, I just love the movement of Swisher House and how this fits in the mold of that. Uh, it wasn't the most successful out of the bunch that we got introduced to at all. But I think um, I think he made song. He has songs on here that I still play to this day. So okay. I think that speaks a lot to the album as far as. The order of it, the way the album plays out, you know, it has its flaws. It has a lot of flaws on this album, um, and we we've named a bunch of them. But um, there's some there's some really good fucking songs on here that I enjoy. And I don't visit this album for Slim Thug's rapping. It's more of the total package of the production. So you can too. just buy the instrumentals. Yeah, but also I think he compliments the instrumentals in a really good way. You want to know what's crazy? He's not the best rapper. What I'll give Slim Thug is this: when his like his chopped and screwed projects Mm -hmm. make a lot more sense because he has the voice for it, right? Because he has the voice. He has that baritone church voice, Mm -hmm. right? So when it's chopped and slopped or chopped and screwed, chopped and slopped, yeah, chopped uh, not slopped, chopped not slopped. I don't know. So whenever like that happens, it makes a lot more sense when you're riding through your neighborhood and the the bass is thumping and it just goes. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's unneeded. Yeah, so I'm gonna um I'm gonna stick with my three for rating. Mm-hmm. Uh, so right. I guess that concludes this. Right. You know, I think for our listeners that haven't visited this album, give it a listen, see how you feel about it. You know, I can't see Tori in here, but I know he's making like a probably making a because Reg, Reg, Reg always makes sure he give a disclaimer just in case he meet these rappers. <laughs> no, 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 it's not that. I'm not, I don't care about that. I'm just saying I want people to revisit this album because that's why we do this anyway. Revisit and it for yourself. Look, see I'm, what you I, see, how you feel. I'm asking the listeners not to revisit this album. Revisit this album. We've done way worse albums than this album. That we have all sat through. Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, you're right. No, we have. We have, just... we have 163 episodes. You're going to tell <laughs> me this at the bottom of the barrel? It's, 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 it's. Did we do Chingy's debut yet? Chad? Nah, not yet, but I'm not opposed to that. I like Chingy. You got um, you got to come out of retirement for that. Yeah, so yeah. You got to be here for that. Yeah.
right. All right. So it's set. I'm First Class Reg. And I'm Torian B. We out of here.